0: I am so glad that you are stopping by today. Um, and if you're new, please do subscribe so you can get weekly podcasts delivered directly to you. Um, and for all of you people who have subscribed, welcome back. All right, today we are going to talk about seven grant writing tips. Now, these are not necessarily for writing your grant. We talked about how to draft a grant writing template last week on episode 208. This week in episode 209, I'm discussing just seven tips that might be the difference between scoring some points or not on a grant application. So these are just kind of random tips that you need to be aware of when writing grants. Um, So this is either for you if you're a newbie grant writer or if you're a very seasoned grant writer, but you might not know some of these tips. Like Even if you can grab one or two of these today to help increase your grant writing skills, it will help tremendously. Remember Sometimes we can get just two points away from meeting you know that precipice of getting awarded. That's how tight grants are. So yes, grants are scored and normally you need to get at least 93 points or higher um, to actually even be considered for award. So every single point counts. These grant writing tips I'm going to share with you today will help you so you get more points. All right. So we just don't want to, you know, you're doing all the work and writing these grants. So just a tip here or there can really make the difference. All right, guys. So before we get started today, I also just want to let you guys know that we have our free seven tips to write grants like a pro webinar coming up on March 14th at us. Uh, at, this is actually at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm doing it a little different this time. Usually I do it in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time, but I know a lot of you also work full time and you're you're learning how to write grants in the evening. So I wanted to do this one at night. So if you're listening to this podcast before March 14th, 2022, be sure to sign up at grantwritingandfunding.com. You'll see a free training um, that you can click on on the website and there's also a pop-up just so it's easy for you. Um, and you can go ahead and register for this free free webinar so if you love what I'm talking about today I go into more depth in that free webinar so you'll definitely want to show up for that one and we also have our six week live grant writing training starting on March 22nd 2022 I do offer this training once or twice a year so please be sure to join if once again if you're listening to this podcast before then we do have limited slots. For more information, go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com and you can see where I have the six week training. All right, so you'll definitely wanna make sure that that's my most popular course that I offer that's live and people love it because you in less than 40 days, you are gonna develop a master grant application. You are gonna have all of the resources you can return to again and again to um, write grants. Um, you get so much, you even get sample grants that I actually have written before and have gotten awarded. You have those to look at. You have tons of videos and templates, but we also come together once per week in a live session where you get actual feedback on your grant application. So you have a master grant application that you're going to write, which can be used as a template that you can pull from again and again in the future. All right guys, so let's get into it today. Uh, For all of the show notes for today, go ahead and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 209. Yes, we are almost up to 210 podcast episodes. That's crazy. (laughs) So let's get into your seven grant writing tips to increase grant funding. All right, so if you are looking to increase your grant writing skills to the next level, you are going to love these tips. All right, so first up, do you already know how to write grants? If not, that's okay. You might also want to refer to our podcast last week on drafting the effective grant application, as I mentioned, and that's episode 208. However, I'm going to give you the sidebar tips today on grant writing that will help increase your competitiveness of getting grant funding. All right, so let's go ahead and I've utilized these throughout my 16 plus years of grant writing. So grant writing tip number one, Go after funding opportunities based on how good of a fit they are for your programs, not just on how much money is available. Sometimes it may not be worth to go after certain grants if they don't have enough funding to support your program, even if they're they're perfect priority fit, right? I get that, but this is what I mean by this tip. More often than not, I see nonprofit leaders you know their eyes get all big and they're glowing and sparkling when they see how much money is available for certain grants, and then they try to fit their program into the funding source's scope or their priority, when it might not be really a good fit and they're really stretching it. But they just see the dollar bills, yo, and they're like, "Hey, I want to apply for that grant." There's look at there's like 20 grants and there's this much money and oh my goodness but if they do, their program's not a good fit for it, or all of a sudden they're developing a program that's totally out of scope, just so they can get the money, it's not going to work out well in the long run. And this is often called chasing the money or mission drifting, or a combination of both, right? So you don't want to do that. So you might, you know, your eyes might light up when you see all those zeros in the grant announcement, However, this does not mean that the funding source is just pouring out money to anyone and everyone. You will have better luck to secure grants when you apply for grants where you are a good fit and you can showcase that in one sentence. If you have to create complicated Venn diagrams and take more than a few sentences on why your program is a good fit, it probably isn't a good fit. All right, so that's kind of where you can see is is this really a good fit or am I really trying to stretch it and just so I can kind of, you know, get this grant maybe. So that's never a really good thing to do. And I know those dollar bills are very, you know, luring, but we need to make sure that we're actually applying to funding sources that do align with what we do and what we want our projects to be. Um, You're definitely going to have more competitiveness in securing grants. All right, so once again, tip number one is go after funding opportunities based on how good of a fit they are for your programs, not just on how much money is available. Tip number two. Do your research and see if any other nonprofit organization operates projects similar to the one you want to develop. So do your research is very important. And this may seem like a no-brainer, but I can't tell you how many nonprofit organizations come up with ideas for projects and they don't realize that the exact same program is already operating in the neighborhood. They just might not know about it. So here's the thing, just because you don't know a project exists doesn't mean that it doesn't (laughs) doesn't exist, right? So do your due diligence to check and see if other partner organizations are already running a project that is very similar or exactly the same as the one you are thinking about developing. But here's the thing, here's the catch 22. Just because a partner or nonprofit is running that exact same project does not mean that you cannot Develop that same project. Now, let me explain. Here it is. You have to still identify the and demonstrate the gap, right? For example, your nonprofit organization may want to start a community garden. You do your research and find out that less than five miles away, another nonprofit is also running a community garden. It doesn't mean you have to throw in the towel, but instead reach out to them and find out more about who they serve and any gaps. Let's just say that they have a waiting list for plots at their community garden. In that case, your project may very well be nearly identical. In your grant, you could clearly state that there is a need for additional plots of land for the community gardens um, because there is a wait list not more than five miles away. However, let's say that this other nonprofit has lots of plots of land available. There's no wait list, right? But maybe their plots are only available for senior citizens, and your idea for your project is community gardens for youth, for the community at large, etc. cetera. So then there is a difference in who you will serve, even though it's the exact same type of pro- program, right? So you can see just by doing this research, it's going to help shape the need for your project. And without this research, your project could really fall flat. Um, it's also going to give you additional you know, sources and information um, that you can really base your program on. So definitely grant writing tip number two is do your research uh, when you have an idea for a project and see what the actual gaps are. Don't assume you know. Do your research first and find out. All right, grant writing tip number three, use citations in your grant proposals, all right, and more than one, all right. I can't tell you how many grant applications that I have reviewed that do not use citations. Many funding opportunities, mostly federal, require you to cite sources in your grants. However, a lot of foundation grants do not stipulate this, but that does not mean that they do not want them included, and they will not deduct points if they do not see them, right? So they're still going to be deducting points if they don't see them, even though they don't require them, because it's mostly like, a, it's just kind of like what you do in grants. So this is something you should know. Also, like I, I noted before, use more than one citation in your grant proposal. What do I mean by this? Well, here we go. Let's just talk about citations first. If you are showcasing the needs for a community garden project, then include quotes, references, testimonies, statistics, reports, and more that show the need for the project. And make sure you include the source citations from where you found these sources, right? So for example, let's go ahead and here's... Here's something you could put. According to the Nutritious Study Report 2022, 68% of children under the age of 10 in Gray County suffer from malnourishment. Um, so you are clearly citing Nutritious Study Report 2022. um, and then you're, that's your statistic that you're showing, the 68%. So of course you're like, oh yeah, Holly, that sounds great. But I can't tell you how many people just say something like, there are a lot of malnourished children in Gray County. So I hope you can hear the difference because I see that quite a bit if people are not utilizing citations and sources in their grant applications. And the thing is, is that if you just said there are a lot of malnourished children in Gray County, I don't know really what a lot means, a lot for who right for the children for you for compared to where etc so in order to really score you because once again we have to go back to your grants are being scored you have to be specific and you have to use research you have to show where you got your research in your grant applications um you can't just kind of make up these rhetorical kind of based sentences right so you really do have to utilize sources and citations so you could definitely footnote and or include a bibliography as well for this as well. Um, but within your your narrative, you need to include these. So and you might say, how many Holly? Well, use as many as you can, right? Um, I mean, using like, i see seen sometimes, oh, okay, I have to put a source in, so they put one in. I'm like, that's not really enough. So really think about, I need to demonstrate the need. I have to demonstrate that through statistics, testimonials, etc. cetera, right? And then I have to cite them just like you would in a paper, um, to show that I'm just not making this up or just kind of like grabbing this. Like I have to show them that I'm actually, there's actually research out there supporting this need. Okay, so that's definitely what you need to do um, as grant writing. Tip number three is once again, use citations in your grant proposals. Grant writing tip number four, use specific language in your grant writing proposals. All right, so what do I mean by specific? Well, let me show you what's not specific. Do not use any of the following words by themselves. These are just two, I'm sure there's so many more, but I'm just showing you two examples right now, lack And need for I see these two words there's a lack of this there's a need for that I see this utilized a lot over and over in grant applications and the issue is that they are not specific grant writing is a technical language and what technical really means is specific right so let's look at the following examples so here are two examples that use lack and need for there are a lack of community gardens in Great County there is a need for community gardens in Great County So now let's go ahead and say, don't do that, but what do I do then, Holly? Okay, what do I do? So here are some following examples that are more specific. Currently, there exists one other community garden in Gray County. However, they have a continual wait list and cannot serve the high demand for garden plots. And then in quotations, you could put interview comma 2022. So now I'm also putting it in a citation. (laughs) All right, guys. So you can see the difference between that and my other example, there are a lack of community gardens in Gray County. So right now I'm actually saying, wait, there is a community garden, but we need to have more. And I'm showing because there's a continual wait list, it can't serve the high demand for garden plots. Now let's look at our other example. There is a need for community gardens in Gray County. Now let's look at something more specific. Currently, there exists one community garden in Gray County. However, they only serve senior citizens. Project Amazing will have a community garden that will be open to the community at large and also focus on school field trips to promote healthy education for youth. So now I'm showing, yes, there is a need for this, right? But I'm showing it with specific language. And once again, I'm basing that on the research that I've done. That is going to help you score higher. So once again, grant writing tip number four is use specific language in your grant writing proposals. All right, let's get to grant writing tip number five. Do not use flowery language. (laughs) I love creative writing, right? I've even published two poetry books. Believe you me, I am not bashing on creative writing at all. However, there is a time and a place for it, and grant writing is neither of those. So when writing grants, remember, tip number four, concise language is key, right? Emotional rambling with no citations or specific language is going to make grant reviewers pull out their hair. More importantly, they will not be able to give you the scores you need to get to the top of the funding list. Remember, we want to get to that. 94 plus points, you know. Um, But if you're just using flowery, emotional, evocative language, you know, showing like, oh my gosh, there's such a need. Once again, need for, that's when you, especially the flowery language, I'm seeing a lot of lack and need for in there. So this will also help kind of eliminate that. Um, But if you're just showing like, you know, and whatever, you know, the whole sob story of something that's for something else. You can use that for marketing. You can use that for other stuff, not for grant writing. For grant writing, you want to be showing stats, statistics, testimonials. You want to be keeping it very clear exactly how many people you're serving, exactly what you're doing, specific language, right? So once again, specific, specific, specific. Keep Cut the flowery language out. It doesn't mean your grant proposals have to be dry and boring. There is a way to make, you know, these testimonials and everything really be clear right it's not dry but at the same time you don't need to use emotional evocative language to get your point across you need to use research so once again grant writing tip number five do not use flowery language grant writing tip number six the rule of thumb is to keep a maximum of three objectives yes you may have more with certain grants but overall keep it to three. If you have more than this, they're usually activities or you may not be able to get them all done in a grant. So overall, when you're looking at listing your different objectives, keep it to three. Once again, there's always exceptions to the rule. Um, but, you know, this way you can list different activities under those objectives. And it's going to be easier to accomplish when you have three objectives. That doesn't mean you don't have any activities, you guys. Okay. So you could have 10 or 15 or 20 activities under each objective. Um, and that's usually, you know, pretty much around where you're going to be. Um, but the main objectives, try not to have too many. All right. And grant writing tip number seven. Do not save the budget for last. (laughs) I'm saving that tip for the last one, but don't do it in your applications. Many grant applications ask for the budget as a final item, right? Um, But don't let that fool you. If you save the budget to work on until the end, then you might have to end up revising your entire grant narrative. Well, why? Well, you may realize that you actually don't have enough money for all those fancy positions, office space, or supplies. All that time you may have spent gathering resumes, working on leases, getting quotations, may not have been even needed because you don't have the budget to do it. So I recommend that you write your objectives and your budget at the same time. The rest of the rollout of the grant, you know when you're going to hire, if you're going to hire positions, um, who you're going to hire, all of those things, all of the details of the narrative, save for after your budget because then you're not going to have to rewrite it. Alright, so let's go ahead and sum up all of our seven grant writing tips. And like I said, these are kind of just random uh, tips that you that can really help kind of set your narrative apart. And they're also things that I see quite often. So grant writing tip number one, go after funding opportunities based on how good of a fit they are for your programs, not just on how much money is available. Grant writing tip number two do your research and see if any other nonprofit organizations are operating the exact same project grant writing tip number three use citations in your grant proposals and how many more than one right <laughs> grant writing tip number four use specific language remember not that lack of need for gaps all of that ambiguous language we want to get rid of that grant writing tip number five do not use flowery language. Now, this might be also not specific, but I'm talking more of that emotional evocative language. Keep that to a minimum. Let the research, citations, sources, testimonials, etc., drive the need, not the emotional part of it. Grant writing tip number six, the rule of thumb is to keep a maximum of three objectives. And grant writing tip number seven, do not save the budget for last. Work on it when you're working on your objectives. All right, those are our tips. Of course, there are plenty more tips that we'll share with you, but those are my top seven of the do's and the don'ts. So please make sure that you incorporate those into your grant writing so you can score higher on your grant applications and get them awarded for your nonprofit. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Um Hopefully, I will see you at our free grant writing webinar, and once again, that's seven proven tips to write grants like a pro on March 14th at 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to also join our six-week live grant writing training starting on March 22nd. Every me- every week <laughs> we meet together, and we will go over developing a master grant application. You get tons of resources, so much good stuff. Sign up while you can while we still have slots available. Go ahead and go over to grantwritingandfunding.com for all of the resources. Um, And for today's specific podcast, you can jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 209. I actually have this written out the entire article. So if you want to make sure that you can remember what some of these tips are, et cetera, and come back to them, you can definitely go there and see them all. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Have a wonderful week and happy International Women's Day. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, our seven grant writing tips to increase your funding. For all of today's show notes, once again, visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 209. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes for our grant writing and funding podcast show and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com for our free Hub Haven, which has tons of grant writing, nonprofit and freelance grant writing resources available in a beautiful platform. All right, guys, I'll see you next week.